this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me are my fellow hosts, Ariel. Hello. And Daniel. Hi there. And we also have our patron, Wolfslur. Hello. And today, we're going to be talking about the RE3 remake compared to the RE3 original. I love how your eyebrow twitched when you said that. (laughs) So, let's dive in, shall we? We shall. (laughs) Right? So, RE3 remake. So many changes. Uh, let's talk about the big change the cuts. They cut a lot of stuff out of the, the remake compared to the original. Yeah, they did cut out a lot from the original. They cut out places and monsters and puzzles mm-hmm. and everything else. There were tons. We'll get we'll get a little bit more in depth in that later on. I'm I'm assuming in the episode, but you see, that's not where I thought you were going with the big change, as opposed to like, oh, perspective. Gone are the fixed camera angles and over the shoulder. Now we got the first person that they were doing. Yeah, yeah those are some big changes, but they took us so much out of this. It mm-hmm. really disappointed me. Let's talk about the changes let's talk about the new features that are in the remake okay we'll start with new features so the first one is the over the shoulder third person camera yep as opposed to the fixed camera that the original had which I'm so happy for (laughs) yeah I like the third person Mm -hmm. over the shoulder Mm -hmm. not gonna lie how do you feel about it wolf um you know what? It's all right. I think I've gotten used to this uh, whole first-person angle, but I feel like I feel like the gamer, like the gamer generation that this was geared towards, is pretty much raised on first persons. Nope. <laughs> I 
I kind of miss the fixed uh, camera angles where it's attached to the wall and you're heading down a corridor and you don't know what's around you at any given second. Yeah, I mean, I felt uh, we're, no. We're <laughs> we're part of the older generation. We played like the originals. And I, I will admit that that gave it an additional spook factor. No, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. Just because of, yeah, you don't know what's coming. I will say that the original games did, they did leave out one important thing, which is inverted cameras. Oh, I need the inverted. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, like when we try to replay the old ones, that's a big. I fail miserably. Yeah. I fail epically. <laughs> So I am kind of glad that they added that feature to these newer ones. But anyway, I digress. Please continue. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the obvious improved graphics, lighting and character models. Okay. I obviously we don't have to go much into the graphics and lighting. That's clearly evident. But I enjoyed the way they look, made Jill and Carlos look. Yeah. I will say I really like the improved looks. I think they oh, picked yeah. great models for them. Mm-hmm. And the details on them were fantastic. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Even um, Nemesis. Nemesis looked fucking like ferocious. He was terrifying. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. Oh, no. I was not a fan of the Nemesis remodeling. I was a fan but I wasn't a fan of, and we'll talk about this more later. His a second his, form. Yes. I mean, it was cool looking. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't, it's not my nemesis. I don't know. It, <laughs> it threw me off with the trash bags. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. The trash bags. I mean, okay. Aside from the wardrobe, his physical appearance was gnarly. Like, yeah, he looked cool. I'm not going to diss him and say, like, he looked awful. He did look cool, but I just wasn't a fan of it. And his freaking teeth, he looks like he has beaver teeth. He looked like that in the original, though, too. <laughs> not that bad, though. <laughs> not that bad. His his trash bag wardrobe did leave a little bit. His trash bag chic, shall we say, uh, did leave a little bit of um, a wanting in my heart. I miss the leather bound, like biker right. kind of like heavy biker look to him I did miss that yeah but now but now we got sexy HD tentacle arm nemesis <laughs> <laughs> oh no alright so let's continue some of these changes well this time you get actual more playtime as Carlos in the remake yeah yeah the, the playtime with Carlos I, I did appreciate that. I don't know how you felt about that, Wolf. It's a mixed bag. To give us more playtime with Carlos, um, they had to cut a lot. Of course, we get him at um, the police station, but we also miss a lot of moments that were there as Jill. Yeah, and I feel like, personally, I feel like we could have had both. We could have had our cake and eat it too with that one. 
Absolutely. I think had they have uh, kept in a lot of the locations they ended up cutting, which we'll talk about later, we could have still had a ton more chill and then they could have, you know, thrown Carlos in there mm. more organically. Yeah. Without us being like, the game's already short enough as it is. Why? <laughs> I mean, RE7, you know, um, RE7, RE4. RE4 was a lengthy game. Ariel can tell you. She's played it 96 bajillion times. True story. <laughs> I mean, how would you feel, Ariel, if they would have given us the length of RE4 and RE3? I would have been more than okay with that. I thought, I think it would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Because I agree, like, I love Carlos and I loved getting more time, but I hate that they cut so much out of three that made it three. Yeah, and it's really hard at this point with the, with all the changes they're making in RE2 Remake and RE3 Remake, it's really hard to consider what's canon and what's not canon. It's it's really hard to put those puzzle pieces together now. Yeah, because they are switching up storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, have you noticed that yourself, Wolf Slayer? Uh, I have, and I think a lot of that also comes down to the original uh, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis also had multiple endings. Yes, yes. And they Capcom did come out and say that the the true ending was the one with Barry. You know, right. they've, they've come out and said that, but it was it it was more it, interesting that way. Right. And it seems like they're streamlining the universe more and more into this weird direction, and I'm not sure where they're taking it. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about it, guys? Yeah, it makes me disheartened about the 4 remake, just because we all know 4 is my all-time favorite. And what are they going to do to that? Yeah. So, like back to three like yeah it's I don't know I'm still gonna ride the train and see where it goes though so ha, ha, ha. train reference Choo -choo. <laughs> see I think they changed it just to be newer not stale I don't want to use the word stale but like movies do when they remake a movie they change up some of the story mm -hmm. when you could literally do it you know word for word yeah. same way but they change it up. I think that's what they did with the remakes is so that way people aren't expecting certain things. They're like, well, we'll cut this and add this just to make it different, even though it's supposed to be the same yeah. rough game. Now, I don't want anybody listening to this to get us wrong. The RE3 make was amazing. We loved it. It was, it was still good. We wouldn't be here talking about it if we didn't love it. But... As as majority of the world knows, you can <laughs> that face. Wolf's Lore's face. He says, "Okay, you speak for yourself." <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna have to talk about seven eventually, and that yeah. is not my favorite. <laughs> well, what my what I'm trying to say here is, what a majority of the fan base for Resident Evil has openly come out and said was, number one, RE3 was too sh remake was too short way too short and you took way too many elements that truly made RE3 great out and a lot of the levels and environments that we played in like the clock tower and things like that they've you know which we'll talk about yeah. a little bit so but anyway let's continue with our list alright so with this also 
gave Jill a better dodge ability in the game, which allowed her to slow motion like a bullet time if you timed it correctly. I never got to experience Yeah, that's right. Did you get to experience this, Wolf? I did. I, I did. And it's so strange because, yeah, if you ended up... Um, Diving or uh, dodging at the right moment, it definitely like you got this weird matrix effect. I've only done it like a couple times, but those were normally when I wasn't paying attention. I think Ariel managed to squeeze it once. I think I did because I remember <laughs> something like that happening. We were freaking out. We were like, what just happened? <laughs> How do you do that again? <laughs> I do like the improved dodge, though. Because that gives you that little bit more of a get the fuck out of the way type of thing. Yeah. All right. So what else we got? Well, we got the weapon mod customization. I loved this addition. Do tell. So in the other games, well, like we talked about last episode in the RE3, you could you could get different. You can get the eagle gun if you, you beat Nemesis so many times on a different. Yeah. But this they didn't do that. Now you can unlock other weapons through item store and things like that, but you can find upgrades in this one for your guns that you have on you. You can get different weapon attachments like sights, ammo, uh, grips. I liked that incorporation into the game. Yeah, I did as well. How'd you feel about it, Wolf? Um, you know what? It was good. I was going to say, it's just... It's just another aspect of that makes you feel more powerful as it goes on, especially to take that original uh, pea shooter you have and to turn it into something much more fearsome. I personally think that when they did Resident Evil 4, and we'll get into this more when we start talking about 4, I think they learned a lot from doing RE4. And they started incorporating it in these newer games, these newer remakes and these newer, you know, RE7, RE8. And I like that because RE4 was such a huge success for them. They were like, okay, well, we found something that works. Let's keep going with it. Because in RE4, you could do that too. And they did that in RE2 remake as well. You can have these weapons attachments. You can make your starter gun better. You can make the shotgun you found in the middle of said empty abandoned room better you know it, I liked that aspect right so what else we got well we got that toggle able flashlight <laughs> you mean we don't always have to have our flashlight on or we can turn it on at will yeah <laughs> that's a thing and it's a great thing oh I love it there's nothing I love to do more than just like to stand in a dark room and just spam that toggle button just click click <laughs> click 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 I just because I can honestly I played all the original REs on the brightest setting I could because you couldn't see anything if you played on the setting they wanted you to and it was the most inconvenient thing in the world because you couldn't toggle your flashlight You're like I can't see in that dark corner and then you get jumped by a zombie because you couldn't see it. But yes, the toggle flashlight is great. What's our next wonderful change? Well, the new another new feature is the option to restart from autosave checkpoint after you die. <laughs> <laughs> I never got to experience that. 
we never died in our playthrough. Yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> wow. Thanks for making me feel like shit. <laughs> that was our second playthrough. Doesn't count. <laughs> did you ever get to experience that, Wolf? Um, I might have. Let's be honest here. <laughs> uh, probably just because I'm, I'm not a pro gamer. Not like you, oh. apparently. But um, I also played on easy. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> oh, I definitely did not. Um, we went and upped it later, but I wanted I wanted the full experience of the game storyline before I started getting into. Let's get let's get let's get freaky with it, you know. But I was going to say, it's just a um, quality of life improvement. You don't have to go all the way back. You can just kind of pick up. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's a few minutes. It's nothing to write home about, but it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For people that I'm sure if we didn't have it, people would have noticed yeah. like one of those things. What do you mean? I have to fucking start all the way from the beginning, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I die a lot. <laughs> I do. When I we did, did RE2, we didn't die up until we t- let our cousin take over and she killed no, us. No, that in was the three. No, was it? Yeah, that was three. Ugh. See, we didn't die up until that point. <laughs> we said, here, you give it a try. No, you can't play anymore. You killed us. Uh, all right, so what's our next change? All right, this is a little bit about Nemesis. That in this one, he has a new second beast-like form. Yes. Yes. Now, again, it's cool, but... Is it tentacle? Oh my gosh. (laughs) We went there. Thanks. Thanks, Wolf. Now we're going there. (laughs) He just gives thumbs up. Um, it, It was cool. I liked it. It added new flavor, and I can't hate on it. But we'll get into why I wasn't in love with it later when we start talking about the bad stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he ad- we added a, a beast-like form. We'll just leave it at that. I'll, I will tell you it caught me off guard. Yes, yes. When he did turn. Yeah, I will I will give it that. It, 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 it I will say the RE3 remake really did a wonderful job about catching all us old school gamers off guard a bunch of times because when we thought we were like oh we know what's gonna happen next you didn't <laughs> what do you mean uh, nemesis jumped over an entire building i wasn't ready for this oh i don't even want to talk about him jumping and sliding <laughs> that's the fucking worst oh, we're about to yeah because that's the next thing <laughs> about him being able to jump and slide while in pursuit uh. As if he wasn't terrifying enough mm-hmm. with everything else. Let's make him <laughs> jump and slide. Yeah, there's no getting away from him now. <laughs> I, w- I feel like uh, pl- my playthrough every time there was that, uh, like, the pause as you watch him come over the building. And it's just like, oh, I fucked up. Cool. <laughs> there is no escape. Uh, Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> So let's talk about his fucking flamethrower as well. <laughs> yes, they really, I will say they really suited him up on this one. Yeah, no, I. You didn't like the flamethrower? Uh, as a player, no. 
because like I said, he's already terrifying enough and then he's got now he can jump and slide and he's got a flamethrower. Oh, and can he also upgrade zombies now uh, too? Yeah. With his tentacle. Yeah. Yeah. Stab you real quick and upgrade. <laughs> Ugh. A little wiggle wiggle from his tentacle and all the zombies get juiced up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I took that oh. so wrong. Oh, that's the only way you can take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he does penetrate them. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, That's not the word to be used, but all right. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. All right, so what's our next difference? Oh, shit. Patreon episodes are always fun. No, <laughs> no. So, the next thing. Let's talk about the collectible Charlie doll bobbleheads that you can shoot or smash in this. Mm-hmm. I like I like how they're adding all these. How do you feel, Wolf? I don't I don't need more collectibles in my life. <laughs> I was gonna say there's enough games that are saturated with them, and I feel like it takes you out of the moment, especially when you're trying to hunt them. When you realize there are collectibles, and you're like, "All right, let me stop what I'm doing and search this room and see what's going on over here." It's just well, I like the collectibles when you've played through the game a few yeah. times and now you're like I'm right. bored let me find something else to do that's when I think the collectibles are fun to shoot and find and everything mm-hmm. else yeah right 100% I liked finding the goats in 8 <laughs> that was kind of fun finding the goats yeah but that's getting way too ahead we're way so. ahead of them that one so what's next so you get the item shop with infinite ammo weapons skins and other useful items I was not I had mixed feelings on this explain so in the original games it would be you have to go through and you have to complain on different difficulties and yada yada and with this one it it kind of took that away it kind of took an aspect of replayability away because now you can just replay, get the money for them, and then go buy. Yeah. You don't even have to play through the entire game to get the money. You just got to beat certain things, and then you can go buy it. Yep. Which isn't terrible, and that's why I'm not... I have mixed feelings. It took away from the replayability, but it also added a different aspect to the replayability for me. Because now I don't have to grind on Inferno mode <laughs> to get an unlockable. Like, I know I'm never going to complete Inferno unless you give me infinite health. Like, that's never going to happen. Like, I'm not that great of a gamer. But now I can just grind it, get it, buy it, done. And you can also, with a lot of these remake games, you can also just buy a pack online. Just buy the DLC for like $1.99 and you're done. Yeah, see, I am the lazy gamer, so I appreciate this so I can get the best stuff right away. Of course, of course. It makes our job easy, too. When, you know, we do the RE Lurecast, and we don't want to have to burst through to try everything out. We'll, we'll just unlock it right now. <laughs> we did that before we had this Lurecast. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> How do you feel about it? 
You know what? I think it's nice. The options are there if you want it. If you don't want it, you don't have to yeah. buy it. How do you feel about the? It's just how do you more- feel about the store though? The addition of the store. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's one of those things. It's there, especially I understand not having enough time, and maybe you don't want to do like you know seven hundred playthroughs because you got work or seven hundred podcasts or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just it's nice that it's there mm-hmm. as an option. Yeah. What about you, Danny? How you feel about this? I mean, Wolfsword knows I do like infinite ammo if I've, you know, done the work to earn it. Because when we were playing five, I was like, well, if I had infinite ammo. (laughs) (laughs) And then you found a way to turn it on. Well, if we play, if I host the game. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. So what's our next big change? So the new feature is all the difficulty levels. You have assisted, standard, hardcore. Nightmare and Inferno. Uh, Inferno is cray cray. No, I mean yes. No, it's isn't. Cray. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, how'd you feel about the new difficulties? Um, I don't think I touched Inferno. If we're being honest, <laughs> um. But it's all right. It, once again, it's one of those. It's nice that it's there for those who play it those who want the challenge, especially since it's such a short game with all the the amount they mm-hmm. cut. So it's nice that there's some kind of replayability to yeah. it. I I uh, would have to agree, yes. However, I think that's just a lot of different amounts of difficulties. But... Does Inferno... Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, like, to each their own. Like, I agree for all those people right. that would love to do that that's great for them just me personally think it's a lot of different types of difficulties yeah with the newer generations of gamers they're asking for more more challenge too though which is great that they're finding it they're finally finding a place to put it in the re universe and the re games in my opinion well well, I think we've been asking for that for a long time because even in the old days, games that were ported over were made easier for America mm-hmm. and all of us over here in the West. They just made games automatically easier. And I think with like Demon and Dark Souls and all of those more games that are difficult just to be difficult and really challenge you, a lot of people are realizing that we don't need that easy mode that people kind of are drawn to that I want to overcome this challenge and I think that's especially why they did it I mean honestly that's why I enjoyed the crap out of the Dark Souls series because it really it really pushed me oh yeah so mine if it's going to be more story oriented I know this game I kind of prefer just a normal difficulty but like if it's more story based as a game I'm fine with an easier difficulty but if it's something that's going to be combat oriented then yeah we can throw a harder difficulty at me because then I'm like why do I want a harder story game (laughs) but I want the story if it doesn't change any effect of the story 
You see, I think I change difficulties up if I know I'm playing with people, because at that point, it's just like, oh, me and my friends, this ain't fair for the AI. Let's knock them up a few ranks. Yeah. So what's our next one? So the last thing I have on the new features added for the remake is the Resident Evil Resistance multiplayer spinoff was added. Have you had a chance to play this, Wolf? Yes. I have spent a lot of time dabbling in this. What do you think of it? It had potential. It had so much potential to it, but it came and died so quickly. I feel like they tried to go for Dead for Daylight and bombed. I, You know what? I think uh, Resident Evil based Dead by Daylight is cool just because there is always some kind of shadow entity pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. There are all these B.O.W.s. I think you could do something creative and interesting. And they had a concept there that I think was really cool. That it's one of those cool and concept porn execution type scenarios. Yeah. What do you guys think? I liked the idea of adding that game with it because mm-hmm. then it gave you more you oh know, yeah as opposed to just the game itself I'm gonna be the first to admit I didn't play it oh. so I can't give any feedback on how the that game itself is uh, but I did like the fact that they did add that to the remake yeah did you get a chance to play it Danny I didn't dabble much I, I will honestly say I played uh, quite a few matches and every time it just kind of felt I was I'm with Wolfler on this one. It kind of felt like it's missing something. It needs a little more. I feel like it was a it would it would have been a great standalone game concept. And, and I mean, it, technically it is a standalone game, but to me, it felt like more of a we didn't add mercenaries, so we're going to add this. Yeah, definitely. And it it definitely it's one of those. If you didn't play it, I don't think you can play it now because there is no game base for no player base for it. So it's kind of just you'll you'll be sitting in a search lobby forever. (laughs) But I do got to admit, uh, some of the locales you could have played through were beautiful. Like they had this casino area that was chef's kiss oh yeah the 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 graphics were amazing the backgrounds were beautiful i mean but yeah but anyway let's go ahead and take ourselves a mid-break and talk about some new things re news this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. 
If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Well, here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get down and dirty and talk about all the merch, right? Sorry, it was out of character. Uh, (laughs) Down and dirty. Down and dirty. Well, let's get down and dirty and talk about the Resident Evil board game (gasps) that is now officially out on Kickstarter. So go buy it. That's it. Back it and send us a copy. That yes, send us a copy. Yes, and send me a copy, please. Oh, so should we? I think we should talk about the tiers for the Kickstarter. Okay. So you have the Bravo Pledge, which is about a hundred dollars, and you get the Resident Evil, the board game core box, and all unlocked goals exclusive. Oh, okay. So. There is also the Alpha Pledge, mm-hmm. which is about $299. This one you get the board game core box, Into the Darkness expansion, Bleak Outpost expansion, 3D terrain pack, Game Trays upgrade, Neoprene player mats, Retro pack expansion, The Monster Box, Extra dice, free gift. Ooh. And all unlocked goals. So that tier, you get you're getting a lot for your three hundred bucks there. Yep. Should for three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Now what's the uh where's the Kickstarter? Where can we find it? What's the what's the company name we can look up? Steamforged Games LTD. Steamforged Games LTD. Okay. I'm pretty excited for this board game. I want it. I want it so bad. I don't have 300 bucks, though. (laughs) All right, Daniel, what'd you bring today? All right. Speaking of down and dirty. So on tpublic.com, they have a shirt for Ariel. Oh. Yeah. It says it's titled the perfect Jill sandwich t-shirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I already want it you can get it in multiple colors and it looks like it's on sale right now it looks like it runs $13 currently probably have shipping which is probably most of the cost of that as well mm. and it's on sale it looks like for another one day five hours one minute 54 seconds so run and grab it yeah and if not it goes back up to 20 so it's not too bad yeah in price especially if it's a special shirt so if you want to find that it's, it's on tpublic.com and you should be able to either look up resident evil and it probably gets you there or a perfect jill sandwich t-shirt yeah 13 dollars is a lot more affordable than 300 so i'm gonna buy it and we will put it in the show notes and on the twitter mm-hmm. and probably the discord yep well as always, what has Wolf's Lore brought for us? I love, I love. Uh, yes, as always. <laughs> you know what? Sorry, I was, I was looking up uh, the Kickstarter because that board game is great. But you know what? You know what's just as good as board games? Card games. And in 2022, there's a Resident Evil card game that is slated to be released. It's done by Dicebreaker. They have a ton of information on their Twitter pictures of what it looks like. 
but it's so it's going to be one to four people. It's going to be a cooperative uh, card game where you're going through the Spencer Mansion. Players take control of either uh, Jill Valentine or Chris Redfield. And it's like I said, it's a co-op card game, but uh, they made it with um, old school games in mind with you passing the controller back and forth between friends. So that's going to be super cool. More information will be released hopefully soon. Uh, it, like I said, it's on their Twitter. They have uh, some character card pictures and all kind of more information there. But I'm I'm excited for I'm it. I'm pretty stoked for it. That sounds pretty awesome. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> if it says Resident Evil, you want it. Uh, duh. Do you remember <laughs> back like 20, 30 years ago? That's how we used to play video games. That is exactly how passing you and I. the controller yep. back and forth. Yep. It's my turn. You hit save point. Yeah, it'd be to the save points. <laughs> we still do that to this day. Change controllers when you get to the save point. That's true. We do. Mm-hmm. Well, I have brought some new RE news. I've brought a couple things actually. Oh. So the first thing I want to talk about is the Fortnite skins that they've dropped in. Uh, for Resident Evil, you can get Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield. Uh, that was, if you're a Fortnite lover, that's pretty exciting for you. If you're an RE lover and you love your Fortnite, that is, I'd say that's pretty exciting. I, I personally am not a Fortnite player, but I mean, if I was gonna, I would definitely drop the dough on that. <laughs> and they, they do have boulders now in Fortnite. I did see that. They have boulders for you to punch as Chris. So. Oh, great. <laughs> um, and we all know something that. everyone else is looking for. Okay. So Wolfsler actually brought this to my attention earlier when we were talking. Um, so they've been dropping these little and large updates to RE3. And everybody is anticipating that they are going to be dropping a Nemesis edition for RE3. Nothing has been confirmed or set in stone yet, but Capcom has been dropping massive updates for RE3. So fingers crossed we get a Nemesis edition where they can add all this awesome content. Speaking of game news real quick, um, also... Um DLC for Resident Evil Village has been confirmed to be in development. Oh yeah, it's it's been it's been a little while now they've confirmed it. Um well, they they've confirmed that it's coming out in the nearest future. Ooh. So, me likey. I'm pumped. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, with all that being said, we have to jump to our newest edition of the show, which is our patron thanks. <laughs> So thanks, Wolfslur, for being a patron. <laughs> no problem. Um, Always glad to show support. Uh, so yes, so thanks to Wolfslur. He's our only patron right now at the $25 tier. I have to still do some edits on the Patreon, um, but he's got some goodies coming his way. Um, and if you want to be a patron too, you can always check us out on Patreon. But we do want to give a special shout out to our listeners too. Thank you guys so much for listening. You know, it really helps us. And thank you for your comments, your your reviews. We we do take the time to look at those. And we have been trying to incorporate things that you really want to hear on the podcasts. And, you know, the feedback is always great. 
and we really appreciate it. We just want to let you know we are hearing you. We are seeing you. We appreciate it. I don't know so much about seeing, but yes, we hear you. <laughs> you can read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can see what they write. Uh, but at any rate, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, th- we're going to keep doing this and we're going to keep getting better as we go. And thank you for being patient with us. Um, but on that note, I think it's time to get back to the end of the show. All right. So we are at the end of the show. It's the end. So it's goodbye. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. (laughs) Now we have a few more things to discuss before we end this, this bad boy. Um, So let's talk about some more differences in the from the original to the remake so I have brought to the table removed features yes so most of the puzzles have been cut from the original mm-hmm. so I tried counting them up to get a definite and from what I saw that there is 10 only 10 puzzles in the um, remake as opposed to the 16 in the original. So they cut a full on six puzzles from the... Yeah, and that's including like the puzzles are including like uh, solutions to um, like the vaccine solution Mm -hmm. like the different um, fuse, those type of puzzles, like it all incorporated it all so they're if I did my calculations correct, which I could be wrong, I saw that there was only 10 to the 16 in the original. So that is a big cut. Yeah. When you re- when you really think about it, that's that's a whole lot of exploration cut. Um, well, to be fair, a lot of those puzzles were in the clock tower, which we don't yeah. get. And that's what I was about to say, too, is, is that a lot of those puzzles were cut from levels that we didn't even get to experience in the remake yeah I love puzzles like I love the puzzles that's what makes Resident Evil Resident Evil yeah so I was a little sad to see that a lot of them had been cut yeah so what's our next one alright so we're gonna cover what I generally like about the Resident Evil series is the B.O.W.s (laughs) So the main thing is there's no Gravedigger boss fight in the remake. That is a huge difference, too. Yes, because if it's a boss, so you just removed a big obstacle. Mm-hmm. Then there's a couple other things like we covered earlier. Certain creatures were missing. So there's no giant spiders. Um, and they only had the Drain Deimos, the Hunter Beta and Gamma, the Licker, that which is the NEA type. Yep. The Nemesis, Palehead Zombie. Or Palehead, Zombie, and the Zombie Dog, which is Cerberus. Yeah, and those are the ones they had. Yes, and then they actually changed a feature on the Drain Deimos in the remake where it had another method of reproduction where it would actually um, force your victims, force the victim's mouth open after locking their grip around the neck and force larvae down your throat, basically. <sighs> oh. And you needed the spray to... Yep, <sighs> yep. That part was disgusting in it- the game. I hated it. Uh, you know what? Good riddance to the fucking spiders. I don't need it. The drain demos were enough for my fragile sanity. So, just to touch back on what Daniel said just a little bit, like, they did cut out a lot of the 
mm-hmm. um, creatures are the BOWs. Yeah. Stop cutting things. Just add more. Yeah, especially BOWs. <laughs> yeah. More or the same. Yeah. Don't, don't take away. Don't take away. So another thing I want to touch base on is the yeah, Nemesis is less dynamic than the RE2 Mr. X. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it, say, it shows up in the same locations, no matter the playthroughs. Yeah. So you don't have that, oh, he could be here. No, it's the same exact thing over and over in the playthroughs. He appears here and you know he does. And Yeah. How'd you feel about that, Wolf? Um, I, um, on one hand, I'm kind of disappointed. And on the other hand, with how small kind of the area areas are around Raccoon City and where you're kind of going around, I'm glad he's just not popping up anywhere and everywhere. Because some of those are really, really fucking cramped like corridors with only one way yeah. out. And just having him standing there just would be like, oh, okay, I guess game over now. Great. Especially with him being able to jump and slide and <laughs> fuck about. <laughs> How'd you feel about it? Honestly, I'm kind of happy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of happy. Because it was already, this game is just anxiety-induced. So, at least you get that one little thing of safety knowing that, oh, he's going to pop up here, or oh, he's not going to pop up here. Yeah, I feel like it's, I, I kind of feel the same way as you guys. I mean, I feel like a lot of the levels, like Wolf said, were too small to do that in. It would make it impossible I'm surprised they didn't do that, though, because it makes it impossible. (laughs) Well, yeah, but the thing is with the game, you're not trying to make it impossible to beat. You're just trying to change the difficulty. If you don't beat it, you don't realize how short it is. (laughs) That's what Capcom should have gone for. Uh, But yeah, but at any rate, what do we have next? So let's talk about the locations removed. Okay. There was a lot. You have the clock tower, the graveyard, the park, and the city hall, and other lesser locations. And I mean, technically, I want to throw on that list uh, Jill with RPD. Yeah, which I was gonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that the Raccoon City Police Department was a huge one for me. Obviously, we have to discuss. Oh, did you? <laughs> Brad Vicker. Yeah, Brad Vicker. Okay. Brad Vicker. <laughs> we'll get to that one in a minute. Uh, so, the clock tower, huge takeaway. That, I think that was probably the most, like, the biggest yeah. takeaway that they did. That was pretty important in the original. Yeah, the clock tower was a huge takeaway. The. Oh, it, it just. Some. I'm sad they got rid of the graveyard. Yeah, the graveyard was another big one for me. Yeah. Like, and that's exactly why we didn't get our our gravedigger battle. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm nice of you to join yeah. us. Um Yeah, it just for me it was it was a huge heartbreak. RE3 was my favorite game out of the series, and then to take all of that away, it was just a huge heartbreak. Yeah, agreed. Well, I didn't love it as much as you did, but it still mm. 
Still sucked. Okay, Wolf, I know you're dying to talk about it. What is going on with Brad Vickers? <laughs> Vickers, Vickers, they killed him early. They killed him, like, pretty much in the intro. Once you escape the part- apartment, they have him killed off by some zombies. Whereas in the original, it's this big moment for mm-hmm. Jill when you finally get to the thing and Nemesis just fucking kills him in front of you. And yes, there he goes yeah. right in front of right and in front of RP, uh, the Raccoon City Police Department. Boom. Done. Yep. Huge emotional. Take yeah, oh, yeah. Just this big moment, especially for her. And yeah, they did it away. And they cheapened my boy. <laughs> he didn't need to be even, even more cheapened. So what's the next thing on our list? So the thing that's next thing that's been removed is Nemesis's second form has been cut. And the third form has been altered to the beast-like one. So tentacle. Yeah, again, another one that kind of ticked me off. Why did we change that? <laughs> Why does that need to be changed? It was probably to go with his, oh, new look. So you're going to get these different alt. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just guesstimating at this point. But for me, it wasn't a deal breaker, though. It wasn't a deal breaker. The forms were still pretty badass. Trash bags finally went away. And we can we refer to this nemesis as the garbage man because he's dealing with umbrellas trash. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Like it a lot. Mr. X and the garbage man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, boy. So, all right. So what's our next one? All right. I believe we discussed this earlier. And in this one. So Carlos goes to RPD station instead of Jill. Yes. So no nemesis encounter there. Yep. Yet there is still a nemesis sized hole upstairs. That was just to give a little nod. You know, too, when you saw that gigantic hole. No, I feel like they were going to do Jill there and change their mind last minute. That's what I feel like. Because RE2, they have a bunch of nods to RE3, and you being in the uh, police station, which we'll get into with our Easter eggs, but they never included it. (laughs) Guess we'll never know. Never know. All right. Next one is the no live selections for the story choices. Wolf hit this one right out of the chute. No storyline choices. There are no branches. It's a linear story now. And I think that was a lot of the fun of it. And a lot of old games did that. I know Silent Hill also had the branching storylines, which I don't know. There's always something fun about hitting different endings and being able to go, you know, to um, talk with your friends the next day and be like, yo, this and this happened at the end. Can you believe it? And somebody else is like, what do you mean? This and this happened. And you're like, whoa, wait a fucking second. You guys got different endings. (laughs) Yeah. Did you unlock the super, super secret ending? But it also gave the game like actual replay value. You made different choices. You got to different like endings and you got rewarded yeah. for it. How'd you guys feel about this? As a person with high anxiety, 
I don't like having choices <laughs> because what if I pick the wrong one? I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's how my brain works. What if I pick the wrong one? What if that one wasn't it? What if this one's it? Oh no, I chose wrong. <laughs> how did you feel about it, Daniel? I mean, I do like to do a lot of research if there is something with multiple endings so I can get the best ending. Oh. That's usually. That's cheating. I know it is. <laughs> Depends on what game I'm playing. Never let this man play Cyberpunk. We'll see. Oh gosh! All right. So what is what do we have left? They took out the freeze rounds. Yes. Oh, I mean to be fair, I never used those. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but you know. Well, Slur, did you ever use the freeze rounds in the original? Um, maybe once or twice. I'm not terribly heartbroken. Maybe once. Nah, I mean I'm not either. So. You were going to say something more when I cut you off. Oh, yeah. There was no... Gr- Wait, there was no grenade launcher in RE3. <laughs> Not in the original, no. <laughs> no, they called it a mine thrower, but it was a grenade launcher. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's fair it was enough. Gr- <laughs> it literally looks like three-fourths of the grenade launchers that we get in all of the modern games. So... Yeah. The mine thrower in RE4, though, looks completely different. I hated that in RE4. I loved it. Not going to lie. I loved it. So we had no more. We have no more crazy ass rounds. And what else do we have? Well, the reloading tool is not required for crafting gunpowder ammo in the remake. I like this. I I'm indifferent. I don't care. It's is what it is one less wasted inventory slot in my opinion well i mean that is true if you look at it from that aspect yeah how'd you feel about it wolf it's something something. that's (laughs) something i i don't think i have opinions on it one way or the other it's just one less thing i have to keep track of exactly get rid of it (laughs) finally we got rid of something we we all agree upon (laughs) all right so the last thing i have to talk about is there is no mercenaries mode yeah they got rid of it in favor of the re resistance resistance. yep Mm -hmm. and i couldn't be more pissed off I want my mercenaries mode. I want more chances to play as my boy Hunk. Daddy wants his mercenaries mode. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say Daddy wants his Hunk. And I was like, that's a difference. Daddy wants his Hunk. Oh, no. (laughs) How'd you guys feel about losing mercenaries mode? I know Ariel never played mercenaries mode. I played mercenary mode for four, Mm -hmm. like... But for the other games, I didn't. So I don't care either way. It doesn't doesn't bother me either way. I vaguely played it in five. So being that I vaguely played it, it's not a big concern to me either. Oh, I played the shit out of all the mercenaries modes. And I miss my mercenaries. Miss my hunk. (laughs) Well, if that's all the changes. Wolf, did you have any changes that we didn't get to talk about today? Um... 
Um, isn't Barry missing from a lot of Resident Evil 3 remake? Like they omitted him from most of it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, cause he was a big character in the original. Mm-hmm. He was, he was a big chunk of it. And honestly, I'm not terribly upset that they cut him from it. Not because he's not cool or he's not important. It's more of he was part of the original stars team and he was off gallivanting doing his own thing during the raccoon city outbreak. So it kind of made it easier to do canon for him to be gone, just gone completely. Well, technically, he was still supposed to show up at the end and he's still, yeah, he's still they still they, they bounce on their own. Yeah. Um, well, Wolf, if you don't have anything else, I have some Easter eggs I'd like to discuss. Easter eggs? eggs. Tell me more. Hmm. So we're going to go through these pretty quickly. So we have um, in Jill Valentine's room at the beginning of the game, you can see on one of her boards, Madonna, pictures of Madonna and other celebrities. It's a a cool little Easter egg. (laughs) So the other thing is, is that we 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 can all agree that this game, there's a lot of aspects of it heavily influenced by the Alien series. And this reflects in a couple of things. The way Nemesis kills Tyrell is is almost a play by play of how the alien kills Bishop in the first movie. It is almost exactly a play by play. You're right. Right through the gut, lifts him up. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, another thing is um, there is a poster in the subway that you can look for where the creature on the poster is almost it's very similar to the xenomorph very much so um, the coffee shop in the beginning of the game is named after Sigourney Weaver really mm-hmm and it goes even one step further. The logo is almost an exact logo of the um, the Wayland Utani. Say what? Is it Wayland Utani? Yeah. Yep. Um, it, but except for they changed it up a little bit to make it look like a coffee cup. And right below it says established in 1979, which is the year Alien was released. Hell yeah. Um, there's there's a couple other things too, like uh, William Hope, who was in the original movie, um, is actually the voice actor for Mikhail, and he dies in the game the same way he dies in the Alien movie, via self explosion. So yeah. oh, it's game over, it's man. Over, man. So and there's a couple other things in there, but nothing really noteworthy. However, something that is really cool. When the hunter is introduced in RE3 and they do the little video of you looking through its eyes and running through the halls, it's the same thing they did in RE1 when it was introduced. Same exact thing, play by play. So that was a cool little Easter egg. Um, Nemesis container, when he gets dropped out of the sky in the very beginning of the game, you can actually find his container at the beginning of the game as Joe and interact with it, I think, two or three times which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Jill's final line in the original RE3 game actually makes it in the remake, except for they put it at a weird time where she's getting chased through the subway. 
Do you know what line that is? It, her line is, you want stars? I'll give you stars. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you... So, when you're... When you first get to the police station, Raccoon City, the police department is Carlos, you run into none other than our boy as a zombie. If you... Um, if you go down the stairs without engaging in him, you'll find a poster of Brad. When you interact with the poster, Carlos will give you a dialogue, and I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to go do it now. Um, but then you, if you go back and kill him and then go back to that same poster, he gives you a second set of dialogue. If you play in Inferno hmm. mode after killing Brad... Brad will attack you later on when you get to the um, evidence room. It's weird. You'll see him running through as where you walk through after the cops die. There's those windows. You'll see him walk past those. And then eventually when you get to the evidence lockup room, he will break down the door and attack you again. And that's when you finally manage to kill Brad. So some of the impacts from RE2 or RE3 into RE2 are when Marvin gets attacked by Brad. We now know how Marvin got his injuries. Uh, you find Leon's uniform as Carlos. The cops in RE2 that you find as Leon that are impaled and destroyed. You finally find out in RE3 that they were killed by liquor. And that's how they ended up in all the weird ass positions they did. Um, Carlos is actually the reason for the steam room puzzle in RE2 as Leon. Um, there is the RE2 hole in the wall that's a nemesis size hole that we never actually get to see nemesis create. Um, in Kendo, when you go, when you actually go to meet Kendo in both games, he does the exact same thing to Jill and Leon. He will put a gun to both their heads when you actually first and run into him. However, the after interaction is different. In RE3, we get to see what happens as his daughter is turning into a zombie. If you go up to the door and you listen, you can hear the whole process. In RE2, his daughter is already a zombie. And you get to see that aftermath with Leon. Um, you actually get to play that aftermath with survivors, too. Another little Easter egg is Morrigan from the Capcom game Darkstalkers is on the coffee sign. And all the drinks that are named on that coffee sign that Brad throws at the zombies in the beginning of the game are her special moves. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a fatal frame for reference. When you go into the save room and the police station is Carlos, you go into the uh, dark room for the camera. You go up to the camera and he has a little bit of dialogue referencing if cameras could kill these things, how he would be great. And that is a little nod to Fatal Frame where you actually use cameras to kill ghosts. I was actually a fan of Fatal Frame. I was also a big fan of Fatal Frame. It was awesome. I wish they would come out with more. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing is if you play on Nightmare or Inferno mode and you go to the donut shop, 
you can actually see a zombie eating the donut on the top of the building. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. This is a little funny nod. Um, oh. Nemesis won't go into the toy store. No matter what difficulty level you're on, if you walk into the toy store when you're running away from him, he will just stand in the window and stare at you awkwardly. Yeah, because toys are <laughs> terrifying. Yep. That's why. <laughs> it even terrifies Nemesis. <laughs> Um, if you shoot the target in the uh, star's office as Carlos, there's a little dartboard. If you shoot directly in the bullseye, he'll make a little side comment about how he's a great shooter and he's still got it. Um, so here's some nods to RE7 and the RE3 remake. So the mannequins, you can find those as you're running down the fire escape. The car that Jill drives into Nemesis is the exact make and model as the one you drive in RE7. The coins that you unlock, the special little coins you unlock in RE3 Remake, are a nod to the coins that you get in RE7. And the teddy bear in RE7 can actually be found in a wheelchair in the hospital as a little nod. The last thing I have is, and this is the coolest one. In RE3 Remake, after you jump off of the fire ladder on the back of the fire truck, if you listen into the police scanner, you will hear a blurp from Outbreak. In it, it's discussing how a RPD uh, police officer is... Um, currently with three civilians, one injured and can't walk, which is a direct nod to the first mission in Outbreak. Mm. So, Interesting. I know, it's pretty. I, I heard that and I was like, ooh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so this is just some of, the, some of the Easter eggs, some of the more prevalent ones. I mean, of course, there's mock-up movie posters as you go through the entire town. There's just little nods to different ones like Top Gun and um, Mega, Man. Mega Man, yeah. There's little nods to every, a couple of pop culture references throughout the game, but these are the sneaky little snakes that they stuck in. Um, some of the creators' uh, names are actually shops throughout the game, um, but I'll leave you to find those. But that's all the Easter eggs I have for you guys. Here's a question to end us Ooh. off on. You mentioned Jill's final line in uh, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Do you know what her final line is in uh, the remake? No. Her final line is, I decided then and there, the ashes of Raccoon City will also be the ashes of Umbrella. I will end them once and for all. See, that just seems more intense than the yeah, stuff super right intense. <laughs> That's so intense. She's like, I'm fucking done. <laughs> yeah, gone are the days of the Jill sandwich. Now is PTSD Jill Valentine. She's about to kick down doors and say, fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> well, I think that's all we have for everyone today. Thanks, Wolfslayer, for joining us. You're awesome. Yeah, no problem. It's always a fun time. Thank you for of having course. me. Of course you're the best <laughs> um, yes thank you for bringing all your wonderful viewpoints to this episode as usual um, is there anything you want to let our fans know about that you're involved in 
Um, I was going to say I stream to Twitch Thursdays. Uh, Daniel and I do Resident Evil 5. That's always fun. Um, other than that, I stream a bunch of random games. Twitch.tv slash Wolf's Lore. Other than that, I'm around in the Discord. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I'm just existing. All the time, floating around there. <laughs> Sometimes you'll catch him in uh, the just hanging out chat, and you can jump in there and just catch him off guard. I do. <laughs> well, Ariel, don't you have an announcement of something new you're doing? Oh, I just started. Well, we just started new show avatar legends journey of the elements mm-hmm. it just came out on my birthday actually so happy belated birthday to ariel Ooh. how old are you now nope can't ask that that's impolite i'm 20 now well you liar <laughs> no nope nope i'm i'd believe it oh my gosh well on that note I guess it's time to bid everyone adieu. So until next time, thanks for joining us. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger. What up tonight, City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City, Cyberpunk, a cyberpunk red live play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie. This is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Alteris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. Eh, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.